You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're talking all about what the heck to focus on first. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and after building a multiple seven-figure internet business around my content expertise, I became obsessed about transforming the struggling course creator, coach, and author into the inner-driven digital CEO. In this segment, we'll explore specific actionable strategies that you can deploy today to get you paid. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast, Biz Tip Friday edition. All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. This is another Friday edition of the Mind Your Business podcast. Hashtag Biz Tip Friday, where we're going to give you more like practical business advice that's going to help you grow your business in 2019 and beyond. And to infinity. And to infinity. And no, it's to infinity and, and beyond. beyond. There it is. Okay. So we just went live on the Instagrams. That was my first time, I think. What was your first Going time? live on Instagram. Well, Ever? I think so. You've never gone live on your own account? No. No. I don't do it nearly enough. Yeah. We need to do that more. That'll just be another episode. Oh, there's your tip for the week is go live on Instagram to source content uh, ideas, Content ideas, which is exactly what we did. So we sat here for like 20 minutes. We had a whole list of all these things we wanted to talk about. And I was like, I don't know if that's what they want to hear. They isn't you guys. And so I said, well, let's find out. And we just went live on Instagram and I was like, hey, we're going live. What do you want to, what do you, uh, we're about to do an episode. What do you want to hear about? We got all these questions. So thank you so much to our listeners. I can't help myself, but I started answering half of them on the thing. I was like, I'm just here to look for questions and I'm like answering them. So, so so me (laughs) can't even just follow my own directions. So many good ones. What are the habits of seven figure earners? I want to do that. What was some good questions that you saw? Our process for how I work with an integrator. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we'll do more on that. How do you communicate your role as visionary to the team so they don't just think you're lazy trying to like... I love that question. Yeah, that's from our friend Robin Long. Robin's amazing. What's her Instagram account? The The Balanced Balanced Life. Life. Yeah, go follow Robin. How to not let other people's opinions bring you down. Andy, right? Yeah, Andy said that. And I was like, this is a stupid question. (laughs) That's funny because that's my opinion but it didn't bring him down. So he already knows how to not let other people's opinions bring him down. Boom, lesson learned. You're welcome. All right, but you know what we saw a lot was this question, a theme around how do you prioritize? What do you focus on first? How do you plan to, I mean, it was like, yeah, like the first question came in, what do you focus on first? How do you focus on the one thing when there's so many things? Mm -hmm. And that's what we wanna talk about today. So we're gonna bounce around. I think Jilly and I are both, masters let's just be braggadocious and own it at focus and prioritization yes number one skill and here's why this is so important because if you're not and you have a team can you imagine the impact the negative impact would have on our team if you and i just like created random stupid projects that didn't have any impact and then the team went and worked on it and they got like 75 percent of the way through and they were like oh never mind we don't (laughs) want to do this anymore i mean i'm laughing because I've heard people all the time, all the time. (laughs) You know what that trains your team? They're like, why bother working? They're not even going to finish this. This isn't even going to actually do anything. So like if we start a project, we take it all the way to completion. No matter what. No matter what. Oh, yeah, that's just a bad thing. That's bad, bad, bad. And it like discourages your team too. If they're working on things and then I mean, they might have all these feelings like, was it me? (laughs) Right. Absolutely. But they're just like, what's the use? What's the point? So, Okay. 
So we're going to talk about this. We're going to bounce all over the place and just share both of our thoughts and ideas. But I'm going to start with the beginning that, I mean, this is a huge play. Like people are overwhelmed and they're asking this question all the time. What do I focus on first? I don't know where to start. I don't know what, how do I even just on a weekly basis, how I prioritize. I'm going to tell you this. Part of where this is coming from is you don't actually value your time. You don't get how precious how finite and how limited your time here is. Otherwise, you just would not be giving it away so freely. I love this idea of, look, you can do anything. Anything is possible. Anything. You can do anything, but you can't do it all. You can't do everything. It's like going to the buffet, going to the Las Vegas buffet, and it's like, look, I can do lobster for breakfast. I can have, I can have, steak and sushi. I, sushi thank you for some food Bacon. options here <laughs> but you can't eat it all like you're gonna explode right you can't eat it all but you can choose whatever you want and that's how we want to look at business and life is like look here's this buffet of possibility go pick whatever you want you can't do it all you can't i'm sorry you can't i'm gonna have a membership and a course and i'm gonna do it in seven different niches and i'm gonna then do live events and i'm gonna do a retreat and a mastermind and i still do one-on-one coaching then i'm gonna build my software then i'm gonna create my app and then i'm gonna do my amazon book and i'm gonna sell other stuff on amazon too You have like life FOMO, like anything that you're not doing is the thing that you want to do, right? The grass is always greener syndrome. You can't do it all. And if you want to do it all, act like everything's urgent. But when everything's urgent, nothing's urgent. Mm, When everything's urgent, nothing can be urgent. Yeah. It's like when everyone's special, no one's special. (laughs) That's not true. Everyone's still special. But yeah, when everything's urgent, nothing's really urgent. And that's that's a guiding principle that you use. Mm-hmm. on like a daily basis absolutely because that's your role is basically to be the office prioritizer yeah and make sure everyone else has their priorities straight too including you including me like this podcast yeah like yeah i guess okay so this is coming from not valuing our time because we just wouldn't give it away so freely to everything we'll see this demonstrated in a moment because that's where people are most people are operating from that paradigm that the only value that they have the only way to do something is to like give your time and people just give it so freely. Oh, I'll just do this myself. Okay. I'll, I'll do this. Oh, this is the pro. Okay. I want to do this launch. I'll do well, So whatever it takes. So this takes more time. Okay. I'll do it. Great. They're not looking at a bigger picture. They're not stopping and pausing for a moment. This is why we want to operate from the less I do, the more I make because we want to stop devaluing our time and operating from the only way I can make money is through giving away my time. I even teach that to our team guys. It's not, this is all not like, oh, James do nothing and then, and then have the team work 20 hour days. Now, sometimes we do work long days, but we do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like live events and retreats and launches and all that awesome stuff. But here's, I think, what the first thing we have to do. When the question is what to focus on first, we're already asking the wrong question. I look at it like you want to get to a destination, like whatever the destination is, point B, it's New York City, and there's like 10 routes to go there. And so people are like, whoa, there's 10, which one do I choose? And that becomes very overwhelming very fast. And so we always want to go, you know, Stephen Covey said, I always, I love this quote. I think this is how I think and operate as much as I can is begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So everything should be answered through the end, the bigger goal, the vision or the outcome that you're committed to, the destination. And then it's a process of working backwards. And that's what we do. For everything. For everything. So we have a one-year goal. Mm -hmm. We'll have to do an episode on like vision crafting because like people just, 
get that even wrong too. But like, what's the one year goal? What's the three year goal? What's the 10 year goal? And then we're working backwards. And then I work backwards, we do it into 90 day plans. And and here's, here's the biggest thing, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but always operate from a 90 day cycle in that there's some outcome being produced in 90 days. This is critical. So you're shooting for a result or a lesson, you've heard me say that before, in 90 days or less. That's it, period. So there's gotta be something that you're hitting in 90 days. If it's taking you longer than 90 days, you're not paying attention to this episode, you're just not committed. You can do it in 90 days. No, but there's all these things. I get that there's all these things and you're trying to do everything and you don't need to do everything. You just need to do the minimum viable project, the least amount of things to get you to that result in 90 days. Is my, am I making sense so far? Yes, and it's actually, if you try to do all the things, especially in like your first time doing it, yep. you won't even know what worked anyways. So it's right. basically a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're talking about a project, a promotion, a launch, creating that funnel, creating something. But in a 90-day process, there is a, there. And, and by the way, let's take a step back right here. I get really passionate about subjects like this. <laughs> What are we talking about in 90 days? We're talking about an outcome. What are we talking about when we mean an outcome? We mean two things. If you're in the same type of business as we are, but most businesses, most businesses, income and impact. We are having a measurable goal of hitting a result that is measured through income and impact in 90 days. If you don't have a 90 day income and impact goal, you're not doing it right. And no wonder you don't know what to focus on. Mm -hmm. If there's not something in 90 days forward from now, or, you know, if you're listening to this in the middle of quarter one or whatever, okay, like 45 days, then uh, things are just, you're just making things a lot harder for yourself. So we take a 10 year down to the three year, down to a one year. Then we divide the one year into 90 day cycles, four 90 day cycles, and we have specific income and impact goals. Then we work backwards from there mm -hmm. until we have basically a weekly to-do list that is three to five items for the business. Like what is if there, we just got this one thing done, two or three things done this week, what would those be? And we focus on that. So notice it's working backwards to it to create the prioritization. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make this even more specific for you. Like, well, how do you get to those three items and stuff like that? Look, it's just, it is really like getting your mind to work in reverse. Or rather, I think our minds are already working in reverse and we got to get them to work forward. But to think moving backwards and not about doing everything. And by the way, there's only one thing that we do, one big project. Today, we can do more because we have a bigger team. Right. But we, we teach our students to just do one. Especially in, when in it was days. just like the two of us. Yes. We definitely just did one thing. Yeah, it was just one thing. And I'd rather, like, that's the thing is like, I learned this the hard way. I'll never forget this. I was at a conference in Las Vegas years ago, like 2009, 2010. And I uh, went to a bar with a friend and I was not doing well in business. Like, we, I was doing so bad. Like, wasn't making a buck yet. Like, it was pretty bad. He's a good friend of mine. So he's just like, well, tell me what you're working on. And it was like a 20 minute answer of me listing out all the pro and these weren't projects like these were businesses like, well, I'm working on a membership site for this. Uh, I'm working on an ebook for that. And it was like completely like in the fitness space and then like my online marketing stuff. And then I got my agency and I and it was like 20 minutes just to explain what was on my plate. <laughs> and I realized how much that was a it was a survival mechanism that I thought was me being smart by mm -hmm. saying, if I hedge my bet, 
Guys, if you guys get this, because this was game changer for me, I thought if I if I worked on seven bridges at once, I'm hedging my bets. I got, Especially in different niches. Exactly. If one fails, I've got six others. Mm-hmm. And what happened instead is I realized that it was actually just trying to keep me safe from ever doing anything. So I kept myself busy doing the non-essential safe work in each one. And then when it got outside my comfort zone or challenging or threatening to my ego, I switched to the next project. None of them ever took off. None of them ever grew. They were all a failure because I never got anywhere with any of them. And what I'm telling you here is that if you're doing that, how's that working for you? It's not, it will not work. Working on seven completely different projects at once is your way of playing safe, but trying to show the world how busy you are. Look at me, how busy I am, okay? I'm on to you, because I was doing it myself. Instead, what I wanna offer, what I wanna invite you to do is to give a 100% of your heart, of your soul, of everything you've got to one project for 90 days. Give it all you've got. I firmly believe that it's you putting in 100% of you behind the decision to go all in that makes any plan succeed. So you might be asking, well, which one do I choose? Which bridge, which project, which business, which niche, which whatever? And here's my fun question I always like to do with all my students. If you have like six projects in front of you, if you knew that all of them would equally be successful, which one would you choose then? Try that question on for serious. Like seriously, if you're stuck here with like, I can't focus on, I don't know what to focus on first because I got all these ideas and all these projects, write them all out on different pieces of paper, like little index cards, put them all right in front of you and say, if all these paths led you to the million dollars or whatever the stupid made up number is that we want, it is, it's all stupid made up stuff. You'll just keep hearing that from me. It's, Mm -hmm. It's all stupid, it's all made up. So stop taking it so seriously. If they all led you to the same path, if they all got you the same result in the same amount of time, which one would you choose then? If you absolutely knew that you could not fail with any of these, which one would you choose? Here's why this question is so important, guys. Oh, this is beautiful. I didn't know we'd be going here today. When you answer the question that way, you're answering from your heart. You're answering from the emotion. You'll feel a tug. You'll feel a feeling. And what you'll realize if you do notice that feeling, if you're paying attention to that, is you'll notice how much you've been trying to make these decisions based off your head how much you've been trying to analyze your way to success, analyze the right step, analyze what to focus on first. And I don't need to tell you which one's right more of the time, your heart or your head. Mm -hmm. It's your heart, right? We feel our way to it. You just overthink, right? We've said this before. Overthinking is the art of creating problems that don't exist. Exactly. You will not find the answer in your head. The answer is there the whole time. It's always been there. And you'll know it the moment you get out of your head and just feel it. So... What the overthinking is doing is you're, it's coming out of this fear of survival. What if it doesn't work? What if I choose the wrong way? What if it's a waste of time? What if you just doing that for two months is the waste of time? Exactly. People are afraid to make a mistake, not realizing that not making a decision for two months is the biggest mistake that you can make. It's the only guaranteed way to not get any result at all. And like if you overthink everything, then you're not letting your subconscious take over too and like guide mm. your intuition. You're just basically clouding your subconscious mind from taking over and helping you get out of your head now's (laughs) the time get out get out of your head get out right now okay so try that on all right now let's let's give some cool tools cool tools that's a new segment cool tools that you can use specifically how do i know that these are the three action items james 
you know, blah, blah, blah. First of all, and then we do those three action items first. We always prioritize. It's like Monday, get it done. Mm -hmm. Then the rest of the week we can goof off, play video games. <laughs> all right. The next thing we want to do is when you start, when you begin to actually value your time and you make it like the most precious thing in the world, you must then realize that every yes to do something, to say, okay, I'm going to put my attention here. I'm going to put my energy here. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to create this is a no to everything else. Every yes to this is a no to everything else. And you're saying no to that amount of time being available to anything else. And you don't get that time back. This is so true, especially in a launch, because if yep. you're saying yes in the middle of a launch to something not related to the launch or not relating to serving your customers or your audience, then that's exactly what you're doing. You're saying no to the people that you can actually help. 100%. And that's the question you want to ask is when you say yes to this thing, before you just say yes to it, because you're probably doing it subconsciously, we must get present to what are you saying no to? What are you saying no to when you say yes to this? And that is a great litmus test. And if you're saying no to something else that you'll tell, you'll get a sense of like, oh, okay, wait a second. This is more important. I need to do this first. Okay. So there's a lot of things we say no to. And that I think is the bigger goal here is like what to focus on first is like, what can we say no to first? Mm -hmm. What can we just get off of our plate? What, what do we not actually have to do? I mean, we've done launches without sales pages before. It's like, do we need a sales page? No, it's going to take too much time. Let's just write a good email and send people to a checkout page and it worked fine. Mm -hmm. We've done webinars straight to a checkout page. So there's a lot less than you think you need. Whereas people think that the reason a launch is successful or a promotion is successful because they did all the things. I did all the things. I need to do all of it. No, you don't. I teach the opposite. What are the least amount of things we need to do? And I'll tell you, there's only really two things. If you're doing a launch or a promotion, which is a lot of what we teach inside Business by Design, shameless plug, then what the 5% is a great offer and great messaging and put that in front of the right people. The right message to the right people with the right offer. And all the other stuff is like little frills and bonuses that you don't need. You can strip all that away and every great launch, that's what they had. They had a great offer backed by a great message in front of the right people that needed to hear it at the right time. Yet how much of your time is actually spent on that? How much of your time are you spending on like graphics and video quality and little tech things and, you know, fancy little crap and you're missing the 5%, the 5% that's directly responsible for 95% of the results. Mm -hmm. So m most people don't really know. They're not working backwards. They don't have goals in place. Like they're not measuring income and impact. And then they don't know what are like the big factors. Yeah. The benchmarks. Exactly. Well, tell me what you mean by benchmarks. Well, like for a launch, for example, like when are we putting out the landing page? When are we putting out the ads? Just yeah. like little goals within your big goal, I think. Yeah. Well, and then we this, that's our whole five-step planning exactly. process that we teach in Business by Design, which is like any launch or promotion, there's a five-step thing you must do. Mm -hmm. Anytime you do this, especially when you have a team, it just gives you like total clarity. And I'm not, we're not going to go, because that's a whole episode right there. But one of the big things it does is is maps out those benchmarks. Mm -hmm. okay. Helps in working backwards. When, when do the ads go live? When is the webinar? When is the follow-up? When are the, you know, all that stuff. And most when people- When is card open? Exactly. So those dates need to be in place so that you can go, okay, well, I got to start this now and I got to do this now. So this has got to come first, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you can't start building your sales page like the day before the card opens, yeah. most likely. 
you know, so you didn't do a great job of prioritizing, right? So having those dates in place first, those milestones is definitely huge, but it's not about doing all. Here's another tool that we like to use. So the first one was like realizing that every yes is a no and getting present to what are you saying no to when you say yes to something, which most people just don't ask themselves that question. Here's the next thing I do is that when you say yes to a project or you're about to say yes to it, if you did this thing and it were wildly successful, what would that look like? Most people are not doing that. They're just having these like entrepreneurial, it's like this untrained entrepreneurial urge. That's what it is. Where it's like, I want to write a book or I want to do a summit. I want to do a challenge. And like, that's as far as their thinking goes. It's just this urge to do and create, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. Good for you. I love it. But you need to ask this question. If this were wildly successful, what would that look like? And what would that give the business? Mm -hmm. And like, I have an idea for a a self-published like little mini book and I'm super excited to write it. But the only thing that I've been hesitating on to write it right now is because I can't accurately answer that question in a way that is yet to fulfill on the vision of the business. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. That's that shows discipline and maturity in my business, my my business days. But it's like, okay, I want to do this book. And if it were wildly successful, what would that look like? It's like right now it's like, well, a lot of people would download it or a lot of people would, I'd give it away with like free plus shipping. So it's like, okay, so it wouldn't even make any money right now. It would make some impact and help a lot of people. But when it's like, okay, well, we need income to feed the growth of the business. Mm -hmm. And you can only focus on one thing at a time. Here's this other thing that's going to generate revenue and grow the business or this thing that doesn't. Well, right now it's a clear decision maker. So then my next question is, is how does this become a revenue generator as well? So it becomes a priority in the business. I don't just say yes to things because I feel like doing it because that's this untrained intuition. That's just, right. I just do things today because I feel like it. Okay, well, you feel like eating potato chips. Do you just eat them? <laughs> Is that always the answer? You know, that we've got to have some discipline with our intuition. We've got to think it all the way through. That's a really important question. Specifically in a launch, here's something really cool that we do. Whenever we relaunch, because we're constantly taking what works and just building momentum off of that. We only choose three big things to do differently in the next thing, in the next launch. So important. Yeah, like it's like we do control C, control V in our launches, copy, paste. Yep. And then it's like, all right, what are the three do differently? We only do three. Everything else is just rinse and repeat. And then it's like, boom. So like one is getting a sales page rewritten Mm -hmm. or another one is like redoing the videos here. It's Mm -hmm. just these one or these three one-off projects. That way we're not overwhelming ourselves. And there's a whole prioritization process on that. They say, well, if we do these three things differently or make them better, will that generate more revenue? And back to what I said earlier in this episode, it's like if you change all the things, you don't actually know what change made the difference. 100%. Another thing I want to talk about here is a really cool strategy we just call like the, I just call like the three-prong leverage approach. I talked about, I did a whole episode on this. It's episode 197. So we'll link it up in the show notes for you. People really love this episode because it's a great concept. I'm also thinking in terms of leverage. When I'm saying yes to something, I want to make sure that it's leverageable. In other words, I can use it in other ways. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. I talk about a story of where I hosted a live event and I used it in four completely different ways after doing So I had to fulfill on the event. It had to take that time to do that. I had to be there for those three days. But the uses that I got out of that, four different major uses 
because I leveraged that, like what I did with the recordings, how I sold it, how I generated revenue after the event, all those type of things. And most people aren't thinking that way. They're not thinking in terms of leverage. So when it comes to prioritizing things, I'm also looking for the items that are the most leverageable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that event that you're talking about, we still use the content from that today. That was, today, that that was, was like four years, four years ago. ago. That was yeah. before you were here. Mm-hmm. We're still using that. Mm-hmm. You know, it still benefits us. So are you doing the thing that you can never get your time back? Or are you doing the thing that you can't get your time back, but it will pay off dividends for you? That was a great way we looked at YouTube back in the day was, you know, people say, oh, it takes too much time to do YouTube. And I said, you're right. Compared to making an Instagram post, YouTube takes more time. However, my question, my counter argument always to that was, well, what are your Instagram posts doing today that you created a year ago? Because I have YouTube videos that are six years old, seven years old, eight years old, that are still being viewed, that are still being found, that are still driving traffic to my business. Yeah, an Instagram post doesn't do that unless someone finds your page and scrolls for 10 minutes. Well, yeah, most people don't do that, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, so like every once in a while some random person will scroll <laughs> through your entire feed. But it's different, you know, like there's this content that's gonna pay off dividends. So we're thinking through that. Okay, by the way, we have to tell people what happened because they don't know. (laughs) They'll have no idea because the seamless magic of editing, but we were actually in the middle of this episode and all of a sudden, Jillian interrupts me and she's like, you have a coaching call. Like right now. Oh, crap. And I was 10 minutes late to a coaching call. And then we had to come back and we were finishing today's episode and you wouldn't have ever known. Good thing we have a team and they told us. (laughs) Yeah. So that happens. We kind of got lost in the flow. Thanks, but totally forgot about that. So I also want to offer on this, like what to focus on that a lot of where this question is coming from is a fear that you're going to focus on the wrong thing. We see this a lot in our students, our clients. They're afraid they're going to do the wrong thing. They're afraid they're going to make a mistake. They're afraid that it's going to be a waste of time. Like this is your only shot to make it. The clock is counting down against you. Tick tock, tick tock. And you're choosing wrong. What do you do? And what I want to offer is, first of all, your decision or your indecision, your inability to make a decision and focus on anything and remain in indecision and inaction in of itself is a decision. It is the decision of inaction. It's the decision of fear. And it's the only way that I know that guarantees failure. It's the only guaranteed route to get no results is to do nothing. And so we want to look at, are you asking this question because you're afraid you're going to focus on the wrong thing? And what if I told you you couldn't get this wrong? You couldn't mess it up because eventually it will lead to the right thing. But doing nothing will never lead you anywhere. And we see it every day in our coaching group, in our community. James, you're right. Action creates clarity. So true. Yes. They say that once they take the action, Mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, I have so much more clarity now that. Mm -hmm. And that's that people are trying to do it backwards. I'll take action once I have all the steps, all the clarity, all the path, all the steps, all the dots are connected, then I'll do it. And it's backwards. Mm -hmm. What you need is that next step and just take action. You go, oh, it wasn't this path or it wasn't that step. Okay, let's try this. Oh, that didn't work. Let's try that. Oh, wow, I have so much clarity. Yeah, that's huge. So is this coming from fear? Fear that you're going to choose the wrong thing. And I'm telling you, doing nothing is the only thing to focus on that's the wrong thing to focus on. And that's what, if you're asking this question, that's what you've been focusing on. (laughs) Yep. 
And what I want to share to just give you a little bit of clarity, if you're still asking the question, what do I do first? The thing that I ask myself is, what's the one thing I can do that's going to kind of cause a ripple effect in the rest of my week and move like multiple things forward within the project? So a great example in the context of this business or a launch is like writing a piece of copy that can be used or outsourced to create multiple things like a Facebook ad, email, an opt-in page, et cetera. So that's kind of where I focus on and prioritize. That's good. What's one thing that I can create in that creating it causes a ripple effect, causes momentum, gets the ball moving on multiple different to-do items and action items. Especially if you have a team and you tend to be the bottleneck, like this is a great place where you can look. And again, guys, it's never about how do we do all the things? Let me make it all happen. Let me do all the steps. It's what's the least amount I need to do to make this happen. And when we reverse engineer it, we're going to have far more clarity on what the right thing to focus on is. So thank you for turning into another Friday edition of the Mind Your Business podcast. Thank you, Jilly, for being my special co-host facilitating this episode. We're going to have more amazing episodes with her joining me here on the Mind Your Business podcast. Stay tuned. Thank you. See you soon. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.